105.9 The Mountain. I'm Steve Richards. John Barry has a new book out. It's Levon Helm, the inside story of the man, the music, and the Midnight Ramble. The book that began as a collaboration between Levon and John outlines the launch, evolution, and triumph of the Midnight Ramble house concerts held by the former member of the band and three-time Grammy winner as a solo artist, Rock Roll and Ramble is based on and inspired by exclusive interviews that John conducted with Levon after being invited by the legendary musician to chronicle the achievements and travails that were capping his life. John Barry has been a journalist for three decades, was a staff writer with the USA Today Network for 25 years, spent nearly two decades as a music writer for the Poughkeepsie Journal in Levon's hometown of Hudson Valley, New York. John's writing has also appeared in USA Today on RollingStone.com and the Times Union Hudson Valley website and in the Village Voice and the Berkshire Eagle. Happy to have John Barry join me. Welcome, John. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. All right, so first off, how did you get together with Levon? I was the music writer at the Poughkeepsie Journal in New York's Hudson Valley, about halfway between Manhattan and Albany. Uh, the town of Woodstock, where Levon lived, was in my beat, as they say. I literally uh, got a call one day from Levon's manager, Barbara O'Brien. Uh, I had heard about these ram midnight rambles Levon was throwing at Levon Home Studios, which is where he lived, but it's also a recording studio. I had heard about them. You know, they were starting to get some attention. I pick up the phone uh, one day, and it's Barbara saying, uh, do you want to come up and interview Levon? Uh, he started these house concert things, and we'd love to have you up if you can travel. And also, Levon at the time was recovering from cancer of the vocal cords, so he had lost his voice. He couldn't sing, couldn't talk. And at this point, when I got the phone call, he was, uh, his recovery was moving along. So um, he was gearing up to return to singing in public. And that was kind of uh, what precipitated the phone call to me. So literally a phone call out of the blue. I drove up to Woodstock and uh, met Levon Helm uh, on what was what would be the stage of the Midnight Ramble inside Levon Helm Studios. So these Midnight Rambles became quite legendary, got a lot of attention after word got out about them. What were they like? Who showed up at these things? They were incredible. They, they started out uh, in a very humble way, very modest beginnings. Uh, the first couple were held in early January of 2004, uh, the middle of a Catskill Mountain winter. Uh, I wasn't there, but uh, I've spoke, spoken to many people who were there. It was cold. They had plastic up to keep the, the wind out. Uh, Dr. John showed up at the second one. Johnny Johnson was there, uh, who, of course, played with Chuck Berry for many years. Uh, they, very, they started in a very small grassroots way, Levon. He had lost his voice. He couldn't, uh, he couldn't earn money as a musician as he had been doing all his life because he couldn't sing. And the bank was moving in to take his home away. There, he was in bankruptcy. He was facing foreclosure. So uh, he's quoted in the book saying, you know, we were going to have a couple of rent parties and go out with a bang. And then people started wanting to pay to get in. So like you're saying, word of mouth, the word got out. Um, Levon started charging 100 bucks a head, then 150 bucks a head, and 
uh, it hit the point where they would announce a ramble that would sell out, you know, sell out that morning. Uh, next thing you know, Emmy Lou Harris is stopping by. Uh, Ricky Skaggs, I saw Ricky Skaggs play the ramble. Uh, Elvis Costello, Alan Toussaint, Bob Weir, Bruce Hornsby. I, you know, I could go on and on, but it, uh, it started out in a very humble and modest way. And next thing, you know, there's Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, sitting in on drums. We're chatting with John Barry. His new book is uh, Leave on Helm, Rock, Roll, Ramble, The Inside Story of the Man, the Music, and the Midnight Ramble. So, of course, we know about Levon's history with the band. Where is he at this time, John, in his life? So where he was, you know, he hadn't put out a record uh, for years. He was, as I said, recovering from cancer of the vocal cords, wasn't really playing out. So he was kind of under the radar. Uh, That's exactly where he was early 2000s, as he started to have these rent parties, you know, to kind of, quote-unquote, go out with a bang. Um, So uh, I would say, you know, people remembered him from being with the band, and as word uh, word got out about the Midnight Ramble, people were getting reintroduced to him. And as, um, you know, is mentioned in the book, uh, you know, we all get older, and, you know, people... With our rock stars and celebrities, you know, everybody wants them to look like they did when we remember them from way back when. And, you know, Levon had gone under, uh, undergone some health challenges and his, his, you know, his voice didn't, didn't quite sound the same, but he just reinvented himself. So he, Levon's uh, musicianship, it was, he was reinventing himself, repurposing his whole thing. And, uh, you know, I just find it extremely compelling that all he did was turn the doorknob on his front door and invite his fans in to his living room, more or less. And, you know, he created this Saturday night country fair atmosphere. You know, there'd be fire pits outside. And you know, there was a big potluck table down in the garage. And uh, it was a very joyous, uh, festive atmosphere outside. And then inside, you know, you you could literally lean over and touch the musicians. That's how intimate was intimate it was. It was a very very intimate space. And you know, there's Levon Helm, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Grammy winner, uh, a guy who's generated so many memories for so many people, and he's about ten feet right over there singing Ophelia. This is a story about resiliency. Was Levon always resilient? I think he was. He grew up in Turkey Scratch, Arkansas, on a cotton farm, on his father's cotton farm in the Mississippi Delta. And, you know, he came out of poverty. His family was poor. Um, So he he grew up uh, in that kind of environment. And while still a teenager, Ronnie Hawkins says, I need a drummer. You want to come to Canada with me? And, you know, away he went. And I think... This resiliency started when Levon was young, growing up, uh, you know, uh, growing up not being wealthy, um, maybe a bit of a, a you know, hard scrabble existence on, working on a farm, and then, you know, surviving the music industry for all those decades, the ups and the downs, um, you know, the Hawks, uh, the bands, playing with Bob Dylan, 
And then, you know, Levon got some real curveballs tossed at him. Cancer of the vocal cords. He, you know, one of the most identifiable voices ever in modern music, and he can't sing. Then he can't earn a living by singing, which is what he had done since he was a teenager. Um, and then, you know, uh, something that he references in the book, you know, then the bills just start piling up and you're almost going to lose your home. Um, so I think resiliency was at the center of all things Levon Helm and nowhere did it manifest itself greater than in his midnight ramble era when he really teetered on the brink of losing it all. But what does he do? He, he, he has this great idea and he stages this colossal comeback and he, you know, his final years were, uh, triumphant and three Grammys as a solo artist, you know, fans just beating his door down. Stars galore, you know, Mumford and Sons, Jackson Brown. Uh, I, I, I could just go on and on about who played there. And one thing I'm, I'm featuring in this book is I, you know, I traveled with Levon. I hung around Levon Studios, uh, you know, uh, repeatedly on non-ramble days, recording sessions. And I had my digital recorder going the whole time, more or less, at Levon's invitation. You know, this... This was a collaboration, and this was his approach to kind of capturing his story. So then I took those recordings, transcribed them, and that's what you have in the book. So in the book, you have it direct from the horse's mouth, straight from Levon Helm, and you're not going to find this anywhere else because no other writer spent as much time with Levon during this last chapter of his life than I did. And you're just – there's material in that book you just can't find anywhere else. And I think that's a great illustration of this time of Levon's life, this midnight ramble that you could just not get anywhere else. I mean, it was just once in a lifetime. And at the center of it all was Levon Helm, who, you know, for his entire life was kind of setting the music industry on its ear, going back to the band. And here he is once again, kind of blowing up the live performance model you know, it wasn't a big stadium. It wasn't a big amphitheater. It was his living room. John Barry is my guest. Leave on Helm is the book Rock, Roll, and Ramble, the inside story of the man, the music, and the Midnight Ramble. John, was this one of the greatest comebacks in rock and roll? I would argue that it was the greatest comeback in rock and roll. And uh, I would go even further that... Uh, you know, Levon's comeback with the Midnight Ramble just turned the music industry on its ear because early 2000s, we're all kind of getting used to the digital age, digital download. You know, uh, I grew up with the whole album concept. You, know, you, you go to your record store and you buy an, album, an LP and you put it on the record player. And here comes Levon, you know, while the music industry is just kind of figuring out what it wants to be, here comes Levon saying, I got something for you, everybody. Just come to my house. We've got a lot of acoustic instruments. You'll hear some old songs, some new songs. So just the vision of Levon driving this comeback uh, along with everything he was going up against uh, and that he managed to pull it off. So I would say it was the perhaps the greatest comeback in rock and roll. And I think in addition to Levon's impact on the music industry, I would argue that here's a guy that you know, is firmly entrenched in, in the, uh, the tide of American history in terms of what he's done making music. And it's not just like he's with the band and that ended and that was the last we heard of him. No, he comes back his final years and he, he blows it all up. He reinvents it. 
and he establishes his own model. That's a success. So, I mean, these were sellout midnight rambles for years, every Saturday night, every, every week. And this, this is really what I work to illustrate in the book, that this, it's this, this triumphant comeback, this colossal cap to a career. You're not going to, yeah, it's about music and, and the band and all that stuff. But this is a story about the human spirit and endurance and what makes us human and our humanity and not giving up and just, you know, reaching that triumph. And, and Levon wanted nothing more to do than celebrate it with everybody. You mentioned this book based and inspired by all the exclusive interviews you did with Levon. What surprised you the most about this man? <laughs> there, there was plenty. But the thing I think I found most surprising and most endearing and most compelling is that, you know, I, I did a lot of driving with Levon where it was just me and him and the driver in the car. So, you know, three, four, five-hour trips, sometimes one way, and then you, he'd do the show and we'd get in the car and drive back to Woodstock. And he, he wanted to talk about things like farming and tractors and college football. He wanted to know what was going on in my life. And, you know, hear the stories uh, that made up my life. He was a very, very generous man in terms of his spirit. You know, he, you hear all these stories about prima donnas and rock stars, and Levon could not have been further than that. And I always just, I, I so enjoyed hanging out with him, not because he talked to me about playing stadiums or, you know, selling a million records, but he was really interested in, in those things that ground us and give us gravity and, and carry meaning in our lives. You know, family, friends, our dog. He loved his dogs. You know, I love my dog. So that was always a great topic to talk about. But he just, he loved those finer things in life. College football games, tractors. Um, you know, the Hudson Valley is a big farming area. And uh, you know, you drive past a, a cornfield and you could just see him kind of uh, enjoy the whole vibe of that and the, and the pastoral beauty of the region that we called home. And I would say that surprised me in, in the most wonderful of ways. And a man of simple needs. Barbara was his manager, right? Correct. And Barbara say uh, the quote, he doesn't ask anybody for anything. He loves playing music. He loves acting. He wants to get paid for it. He's not looking to be a millionaire. He just wants to be able to pay his bills and have some money in his pocket. That sums it up right there. You know, no one knew Levon Helm better than Barbara O'Brien, who really, you know, she worked directly with him during this time in his life. And she, you know, she nailed it with that quote in the book that, you know, Levon, he didn't, you know, he wasn't looking for the uh, the private jet or, uh extravagant things. He was a very, very down-home, real person. Levon Elm was a real person. That's what I would tell you. And that's, that's how I remember him as just a real guy. This is a terrific book. It's hard to believe it's been over 10 years since uh, Levon passed away uh, back in April of uh, 2012. Levon Helm is the book, Rock, Roll, and Ramble, the inside story of the man, the music, and the midnight ramble. It is available at Amazon, uh, barnesandnoble.com as well. John Barry is the author. John, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.